something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, guys, and welcome back to another new episode of Couch Talks, the special bonus episode of You Need Therapy that comes out every Wednesday, where I answer questions that you guys send in to me at Catherine at You Need Therapy Podcast.com. Catherine is spelled with a K and R Y N, by the way. I don't realize how different my name is spelled than most people. When I hear the name Catherine, I think of it spelled like my name, obviously, but most people don't spell it that way. So K-A-T-H-R-Y-N. I have the bias, which we're going to be getting into bias later today, but that like my name is like the right way to spell Catherine. (laughs) Well, I think that's just because I've grown up with it, which also leads me into a memory. I don't know if people still do this. I think they do. But when we were little, like you would go like on a field trip or to like a gift shop or something somewhere on vacation and they would have like keychains or cups or the little necklaces, stuff like that. And they would have people's names. They never had my name spelled the way I spell it. It's either K-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E or with a C or Katie or something like that. I tried to change my name to Katie in um like fifth grade for like a week. <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> So now that we've gotten through that, I feel like every time I record one of these couch shocks, I'm just like, I just need to talk to somebody (laughs) that feels like I've been in my office alone all day, but I haven't. So before we get into this, I always like to give a disclaimer that, yeah, I'm answering questions that you guys send in to me, but this is not therapy itself. And this is just me using my brain to try to answer some questions. And a lot of times I even don't answer them completely. I just ask you questions right back. So not therapy, but a good way to get into therapy, right? So we always do two questions and I keep them anonymous. So we're going to jump right into the first one. Kat, I need help. How long do I hold on to my marriage? I know that's a loaded question. 
It hasn't been good for over three years. And one and a half years ago, I started therapy. He decided after six months, when I talked about leaving, he would join me in sessions. It continues to be rocky and I feel more like his roommate than his wife. It has been this way for a year and I feel defeated and really question what I'm fighting to hold on for at this point. Thank you. Okay. So this is a question that in no way I can really answer for you. And I mean, I would need so much more information to even make an assumption of anything, including what in quotes, not good even means to you. And I honestly hesitated even talking about this question and bringing it up on Couch Talks, but I do think that it's a valid topic to touch on. So what I'm trying to say is I cannot tell you what to do, but I can talk about relationships in general. So let's do that. I know I have personally stayed in relationships much longer than I should have in my past, and I can boil it down to one thing. (laughs) The fear of the unknown is much bigger for me than the fear of what I do know. I know what I'm getting into here in the present with what I have, and to an extent, I can handle it. I don't know what I'm getting into in the future, so I don't want to take my chances because, well, while this might not be great, in quotes, great, it's familiar, it's comfortable, and it meets, in quotes, some of my needs, you know? Like, that's kind of how I've operated in the past. And I also believe that humans really decide to make changes when the pain of where they are becomes bigger than the fear of the unknown, right? So that whole thing that I just said has to flip and turn on its head. I always say that, like, you don't have to wait till, like, your arm falls off or from carrying 15 bags of groceries into your house at one time before you ask for help. You can ask for help if you just have two bags, but we wait until it's like so big and so bad. So many of us also struggle with scarcity mindset and that means we will date and we will engage in relationships with the mindset of there aren't a lot of options out there for me. And that is why I always say, I don't believe that people accept the love they deserve. I think people accept the love that they think they can get or the love that they think that's available. And this is so dangerous. I think that if uncertainty wasn't a thing, then we would leave relationships that were unhealthy in a snap. Like if I knew I would find somebody new in a year, maybe even like five years, but I knew it would happen, leaving an icky relationship wouldn't feel so scary. And this is based on the assumption that we fear loneliness. So when it comes to your question, I know I'm really not even answering it, but I would really ask yourself what keeps you in it and what do you desire more of? And is it possible in that relationship? Is that are the things that you desire more of possible in that relationship? Those things may lead you to the right path that doesn't always feel like the fun path or the easy path, but the right path. So I really, and my heart is going out to you and I'm glad that you're in therapy and you're working on this stuff. And I would just answer some questions honestly and see where it leads you. Hey guys, Kat here. And I have something very important to talk to you guys about. Now, I know you're used to hearing me talk about therapy and how important it can be for you and how transformative it can be for you in your life. But if you're somebody who's tried therapy and it just hasn't done the trick, or you just need a little extra boost, I think I've found the next best thing. And the next best thing might just be Cozy Earth and their bamboo sheets and their bamboo pajamas. It feels like you're stepping into a buttery, cozy, warm, and cool hug all at the same time. And that's just their pajamas. Don't even get me started on their sheets. As soon as I touched them, I said, okay, we're changing the sheets right now. And the bonus is they come in this really cute travel tote so you can take your sheets with you wherever you go. 
Elevate your summer getaway with Cozy Earth's luxurious bedding and loungewear, ensuring the comfort of home wherever you roam. We're all in luck because you can discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code UNEED at checkout to get 35% off. Yes, 35% off. And let them know that we sent you Unique Therapy after you check out. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, second question. This may be a touchy question or topic, but I love your podcast and I think you're so relatable and present as a person I would love to be my therapist, except one thing. I know you've talked about your faith and that you are a Christian, my question is that as a therapist who identifies as a Christian, how do you manage your own beliefs with being non-judgmental and not putting your bias on other people you work with? I've been hesitant to go to a therapist who states they're a Christian because I don't want their faith to play a role in my therapy. Okay. I actually am very grateful for this question and full disclosure. Right now, I, I don't know who's listening to this and what your thoughts were on that question. But when I first read it, I had this initial defensiveness come up in my body. And after I sat and reread it, I was actually like, well, this is truly a great question. And I'm not actually taking this personally. I think this is an awesome question. And it's I mean, valid, especially nowadays when I feel like everybody is always trying to convince the other person that they're right and there's no room for like gray or middleness. So I think this is a wonderful question and really important to talk about. So I'm a therapist who has chosen to be public on my website and in my life about my faith. So sometimes I talk about it on Instagram or on the podcast I've talked about it. And I really did think about this before I did it. And and even my practice is called Three Quarters Therapy. And the reason I named it that is because my goal is to help people integrate into healthier relationships with themselves, God, and others. Now, 
I'm not saying who God has to be for you, but that's part of like the full, like top functions of my, my goals in my practice is to help people create better relationships with themselves, God and others. And so it's called three chords therapy. And I really thought about that for a while before I like went public with my name when I um, went out on my own. And one of my goals as a therapist and a human is to be as real and authentic as I can be while still creating space to have a professional presence and to have a professional relationships with clients. And so I really sat with myself and I said, well, okay, what would be the most authentic thing for me to do is to show up with that part of me. Now, the thing about how I view the world and how I relate to it is that I also recognize that there is more than one way to do it. And because there are so many different kinds of humans in the world, I realize that there's not a one size fits all approach to living a full life. So yes, I am a Christian and I have a faith and I have a certain kind of relationship with God. I also recognize that the way I do, even the way I do my relationship with God, let alone like the fact that I'm a Christian, I think there's more than one way to have a relationship with God. So if someone wants to explore Christianity, we do that. We definitely do that. But as a therapist, my role is actually never ever to tell somebody what to do or what not to do unless their safety is at risk or at stake. And there are counselors who will market themselves as Christian counselors. I am not that. And that is not me. And I honestly don't feel equipped to do that anyway, nor do I have any interest in doing that or being that. So I do have my own beliefs and I have my own bias about the world again. Yes. But I also make sure that I'm processing those things outside of my client's space so I can show up as a safe and as neutral sounding board as I can be. And I do that through a multitude of ways. And one of those things is my own therapy and supervision and, and talking with other professionals and stuff like that. So nevertheless, some of my own stuff will come up. For example, the way I phrase things might be rooted in a belief shaped by my faith. You're also going to get that with any therapist because everybody has their own way of viewing the world, right? And making sense of the world. And so their language is going to be shaped by their way of viewing the world. We all have our own twists and styles of doing our work. And I fundamentally believe that having some sense of a higher power, be it the doorknob or the wind or the same God that I believe in or Buddha, like whatever it is, I don't really care. Carpet, the ground, the earth, I don't, whatever it is, I do think that having some sense of a higher power is essential in our healing and it is essential in how we are able to make sense of the world and the things that happen to us, around us, and for us, with us. However, like Tara and I talked about in our spirituality episode, a higher power often represents a form of unconditional love, belonging, and support. For me, that is God. I find a lot of hope in my faith and it really works well for me. I've seen other ways work for other people. Just because I believe my way is right for me, it doesn't mean I'm going to force it on you. And I don't think that would be right. I don't think we find faith and hope and healing by somebody forcing it on us. Also, it's not my job. This is really important. It's not my job to create my client's goals, right? My job is to help someone reach their goals. So I will totally refer a client out who has a goal that I cannot be in line with, or if they have a goal that I can't help them coming from a space of non-judgment. It would be unethical for me to work with that kind of client. And if I didn't feel like I could help because of my beliefs, I'm going to 
refer that client out. And, you know, some of you guys might be thinking, well, wouldn't faith fall into that? Not necessarily for me, because my faith doesn't come into the room with me um, in that way. And the other thing is like, which is kind of cool, you don't have to like my style and you don't have to like other therapist styles and I don't have to like other therapist styles. So if you don't want a therapist who's a Christian, that's actually okay. Like there's nothing wrong with that. And that's allowed to be a deal breaker for you. It's allowed to be a deal breaker also that like if they have, they have to be a a Christian, like it's okay to want a therapist who aligns with the same background as you in that way. I think it can, it can not matter and also can matter. And I will say for me when I went back to therapy about four years ago that was one of the things that I really wanted because that's something that I wanted to talk about in my sessions so this was a really long-winded way to answer that question and I hope that I answered it in a way that that made sense and was helpful so all that to say therapists are trained to be able to leave their stuff at the door like literally we're trained to do that and also we're humans so there's going to be an ounce of that coming through no matter what whether it's the language we use or or whatever and you're allowed to look for a therapist that is very specific to your needs or not so that wraps up this episode of couch talks if you haven't listened to the episode on monday it was awesome it was with melanie reese who's a therapist in nashville and we talk about love addiction and get ready because the episode on next monday is really good I'm real into it. Also, thank you for all those in support of my new venture, Car Talks, (laughs) which is where I just randomly talk about things in my car. I need to wrap this up. So I hope you guys are having the week you need to have. And I'll talk to you later. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care and we'll see you there.